Hello, I'm drinking a tasty beer as always on a Wednesday night, and that can only mean one thing. The winner is the Natty Bros Podcast. It's Natty Bros Podcast time. I'm Zach Brooks. And I'm Anthony D'Angelo coming up on the pod, and the winner is we open the envelope to talk Oscars, college hoops, and we book our ticket on the Titanic 2. Sorry, man, I kind of took your, your intro. I didn't realize you were going to say the winner is. It's just the... It's in I the, think it's, it's, in, it's in the it. script. It's in the rundown. You got to read the script. <laughs> if you want to win the Oscar, you got to read the script. Exactly. How you doing, Anthony? Uh, well, it's a, I mean, it's it's ten o'clock on a Wednesday here. We're, we're Eastern. talking Eastern st- Standard or Daylight Time. I don't even. know. I always just look it up, but like when I do look it up, it always makes sense. I'm like, oh yeah, it's daylight time. Yeah, and then like five minutes later, you automatically forget. Yeah. So your best bet is just to say Eastern time and leave yeah. out the standard of daylight. Love it. Um, but I'm but, but we are we're right on the heels of a Michigan lost. That was great. Yeah, we are Penn State. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, you know, you, you had your Survivor night. I did. So you know, a, a solid. A solid Wednesday night. We we hope that, that those of you listening on Thursday or Friday, whenever you're listening to this, also had a solid Wednesday night. We really couldn't give two shits about your other nights, but Wednesday. But your Wednesday and we your really Thursday, do. your Thursday mornings are always important to us too. Exactly, because hopefully you're getting that subscription coming right into your iTunes. Boom! Right on Thursday morning when you wake up, upload your. Uh, Update your iPod, update your phone, listen yeah. to your podcast, and you know as always, you can subscribe on iTunes. Exactly at nattybros.com. You can uh, you can follow us on Twitter at nattybros. Follow us on Vine at nattybros. Send us an email nattybrospodcast. And we had a good Vine preview tonight too, and it wouldn't upload. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Maybe you guys will get to see that like postscript. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be a little uh, it'll be a little tease, um, but some some more some more house business. Yep. As always, um, we'd like to thank our friends at Foresight Interactive Studios uh, for letting us borrow this great equipment so we can confuse ourselves with how to how to set it up properly and hopefully also bring you some amazing audio quality. Yeah. Um, and if you are looking for somebody to help you with your Drupal website, they're a great organization, great company. I've worked with them. Um, they build some fantastic Drupal websites. They also do some great video production if you're in the D.C. area. And need to make your Survivor audition tape. They're the ones to go to. Uh, visit them at foresightstudios.com. That's the number four, S-I-T-E, studios.com. And as always, tell them the Natty Bros sent you. Exactly. And they'll say who. <laughs> <laughs> well, well let's, uh, let's get started uh, right at the top here. So uh, Oscars for this past Sunday. We, we've had a couple days to, to digest. Uh, to, to to sober up from the the intoxicating um, performances at the Oscars. Uh, now we we both watched it together with some of our friends. We did. Um, so so before we get to to the winners, wh- what do you think this Oscars has got to be remembered for? Apparently, sexism. Yeah, I, I guess so. I thought Seth MacFarlane was really funny. And maybe that makes me sexist. I don't really know. Sure. Um, you know, this is a thing. I, you know, I, I had, I had finished a few, a few brewskis. Uh, it was a long day because we watched before. the Michigan State Ohio exactly. State game. Um, you know, there, there we had a lot of people over. A lot of, lot of, 
beers were being consumed. Chickens being roasted. Yeah, exactly. And that is not a euphemism. We no. literally roasted some chickens. Yeah. Um, a chicken. Yeah. And some hamburgers. It, it, it was a solid It was meat, a solid grilling. Meat Sunday. Yeah. Um, you can use the hashtag Meat Sunday if you're eating meat on Sundays. Or if you're eating a ice cream sundae with meat on <laughs> yeah. it, and then you can just spell Sunday the other way. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't think that he did that bad of a job. I guess a lot of people were very upset because his... His jokes were misogynistic. I mean, he pushed the envelope, but isn't that what you're getting with Seth? Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, like, I mean, look, you're, you're, you didn't sign up. You know, this wasn't Billy Crystal, right? And I Billy mean, Crystal apparently did like the whole blackface yeah. thing last year. Yeah, so. exactly. You want racism? You go Billy Crystal. You want sexism? You go Seth MacFarlane. It's a very simple formula. I, I, I don't. But I mean, between that and then the the much debated Onion tweet. About about the, the little girl from, from dive Isis. right into that. Uh, you know, yeah, sure. You can look it up. I don't think. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Do you want to verbatim read it? No, no. I, I don't think we need to. If you know, I think all you need to do is just look up. You know, Onion Tweet Oscars. And I feel like if you just look up Onion Tweet, yeah, that'll be like the first thing to come up, and then followed by um, a tweet about how to cook onions, probably. Yeah, it, it is. It is in fact not only the first thing, but it's like the first like. 90,000 things that come up. Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's no hyperbole. It's, there, there are a lot of stories about the Sunday tweet. I, I, again, I, I, feel like, I feel like this Oscars is going to be remembered for people getting offended and pissed off about things that they should have known were going to happen in the first place. Like, The Onion was going to say something outrageous, right? Because, like, that's, that's their style of humor. Seth MacFarlane was going to say something sexist because... If you've ever watched an episode of Family Guy, you, that's that's what he does. That's why he has his following. For right or for wrong, that's just who he is. Yeah. And I I don't know. I guess we were watching it with a bunch of guys, and we were all like, this is great. And I guess that's exactly what the Oscars wanted. Because guys like us probably aren't the typical people when, that are watching when, the Oscars. I was going to say, when was the last time you watched the Oscars? From, from start to finish. I didn't watch any of it with Billy Crystal. I didn't even know about the Billy Crystal blackface thing. Until yeah. I saw it in the Grantland article. And then I still was like, oh, it must have been something from, like, the 80s, huh? <laughs> no. Um, I went to an Oscar party a couple of years ago. I think the year either James Franco hosted hmm. or the year before. Yeah. And I don't know who hosted. And I think that was the last time I watched it all the way through. Um, that was the year I, like, got, watched all the movies nominated. Uh, I watched – I freaking watched Winter's Bone that year. Jeez. Yeah. Um, a little, little humble brag action. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean – like, it was great, and one of the things I really enjoyed about it is that you and I both were live-tweeting it. We were on there, we were using using Twitter to really follow what people were saying immediately, see what yep. our friends were saying, see what celebrities were saying, and I think that made me enjoy it much more. If we were, if I was just watching it, I probably would have gotten bored about halfway through. Yeah, and, and, and again, I mean, look, I don't think I've actually watched the full thing from, from start to finish since I lived with my parents in high school. Like, it, it's not... I don't know. It, it's not like it's not like a must see appointment television for me every year. Um, you know, I, I think the fact that we have seen so many of the movies, you know, we, we we did we so we I don't think we we potted since we saw Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, we saw that last Friday. Um, and it was a fine movie. I, good, I, I, not great. Yeah, I would I would venture to say it's a good movie. Um, I did not. I thought Jennifer Lawrence was great. Um, I, I'm going to go out and say. Silver Linings Playbook is not going to hold up well. Yeah, I, you know, I was just going to say, I feel like at least in my mind, the more I think about it, the more I just kind of saw it as, 
I don't want to call it a standard movie or a stock movie or you know I don't know it just I there wasn't a wow factor there that that I that I really Jennifer Lawrence in stretch pants yeah that was pretty wow-tastic yeah she she looked fantastic I mean that's 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 what she does but you know it, it it is what it is and I, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I I liked it. I thought that there were some really good performances in it. I thought it kind of brushed over a lot of the the aspects of mental illness. But I thought I thought Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence both gave really good performances. Uh, Robert De Niro, as always, was great. I have no idea when why the uh, the mom in that movie was nominated for best supporting actress because she. I mean, she really like wasn't even in the movie, like enough to give any kind of performance that I would have noticed had I not known she was nominated. Yeah. Well, let's um, let's go through uh, the winners. We see the high points: uh, Argo winning for best picture, um, and that was a great movie. I think that was I think it was the best movie of the year, and I think it will be remembered as one of the best movies of the year. Maybe Django, but yeah, you know. And, and I was gonna say I I remember because I think you saw Argo first, and I saw it afterwards separately. Um, I remember you coming back and saying that was fantastic. Yeah, like I, I think I think I think you you came back home with probably the the most vehement approval for a movie that that you had seen all year. Um, Daniel Day Lewis for for Lincoln. No surprise there. Yeah. Um, with, I did I did put a little little uh, fake money down on some long shots. Yeah. Uh, it was worth a shot. I didn't win any of them, but I I put some money uh, fake money on uh, Denzel Washington. At forty to one odds, uh, or Bradley Cooper at thirty three to one odds, I thought either of those guys could have pulled out the upset, and then also put some money on a Zero Dark Thirty at forty to one odds. Yeah, didn't didn't get any of those, but it made the last couple categories pretty fun to watch. Exactly. Um, so I, I think I think the the one surprise, at least for me, was was Ang Lee winning Best Director for Life of Pi. Yeah, nobody saw that coming. And Life of Pi with you know a really huge night. They won a lot of the technical awards. Yeah. One best director. Um, I, mean, I think I'm going to have to go check it out and see what all the all the fuss is about. I yeah. I hadn't heard much. I mean, I'd heard you know kind of mixed reviews. I hadn't heard anything about it being technically that great. That might be a good Saturday deal. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then let's see here. We're, we're best actress uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence a big winner. I feel like that night. I feel like a lot of the girls that I follow on Twitter and just people I work with were all saying how they really love Jennifer Lawrence. And I don't think there was a lot of talk about her before. I think she um, just seems very human to people. I mean, she fell when she's walking up to the stage. I think yeah. people really like that. Um, good good night for her. Big night for her. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I absolutely agree. I, I, feel like, I feel like she has gotten the most residual press f- from the Oscars. I don't, know, I don't know if you saw, but there was – uh, George Stephanopoulos did an interview with her right afterwards, and like Jack Nicholson came in, like yeah, I saw like, the, the animated GIF of that. It, it's it's actually it's it's hilarious. Yeah. Like I mean, she's you know, it, like it really makes her look like a a very personable. Was she actress. the biggest winner of the Oscars? Yeah, I I, I would say so. Yeah, I, I mean, this so. is the thing. Like, I th- I think you look at you look at Daniel Lee Lewis, and it it was almost a bit of a formality. Um, I think Ang Lee is is a pretty solid winner, but I I I, I don't really think I thought Ang Lee was George Takai when they first showed him, <laughs> and I know like that sounds that sounds really bad to say, but like I re- we were watching it, I turned to you guys, I was like, oh, you guys, George Takai's there, <laughs> and then I realized when he won, it was actually Ang Lee, and George Takai was not there. Yeah, um, it would have been nice if he was, you know. 
I mean, he's but, got such a big Twitter and Facebook following. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not king of the meme. Um, and then best supporting actress, the the anti, um, uh, I don't know why, anti Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, the anti Jennifer Lawrence, Anne Hathaway. Um, I don't get that. Girls seem to really hate I, Anne Hathaway. I don't know if we talked about this on the last. Part I, I, or not. I think I think we might have. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. If if. If any females are listening to this podcast, and you can explain to us in like 130 characters why you hate Anne Hathaway, yeah, please tweet at us at Natty Bros um, and use the hashtag #HathaHate. It's the one I keep trying oh. to get. I keep trying to get that one trending. Or what, what about Hateaway? No, I like Hathahate. Uh, well, or hate. If you want to use Hateaway, go ahead and use it, <laughs> and then I'll be mad. But. <laughs> Uh, let us let us know why. If you're a guy and you, you know why or you don't like Anne Hathaway. I, for one, like Anne Hathaway because in about half of her movies, um, <laughs> she's looking very nice. Yeah. I, I, I mean, look, she's she's incredibly she's incredibly beautiful in every sense of the word. Yeah. Right? And I haven't seen Les Mis, but I've heard she does a fantastic job. I'm sure. Um, you know, I would, I, would, I would also say that another big winner uh, on Sunday was Quentin Tarantino. Uh, you know, I, I think, I, I, I think looking at Django, it's one of those movies where you come away and you're like, "Holy crap, that was a great movie!" One, and then two, there's no way that this one's anything, right? And he comes away winning because he won best screenplay. Yeah, and Christoph Waltz wins best supporting actor, which I still don't think he was a supporting actor, but he gave a great performance. Yeah, so you know, I, I think that for for a movie. I really didn't expect to win anything just because it was so controversial. There was so much talk about basically every little part of that movie. Um, and it was, I, I think, aside from Zero Dark Thirty, it was the movie that generated the most residual buzz. Um, residual yeah. is the word of the night. Yeah. And you use that residual if, <laughs> if any of this is residing with you. Um. <laughs> I think that it would be cool if there was an Oscar every year for best cast performance because I think overall Django had such a good I mean everybody top to bottom Leonardo DiCaprio well, Samuel is, is Jackson there, is there like a best casting no there's not a best casting and it's not I don't know if I would say best casting in that like they they did the best job filling the roles like they did but I just think overall that cast just yeah re- I mean you could have nominated so many people for that movie with, 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 with that being said I mean you know the the cast in Les Mis is is a pretty solid cast as well and I I, I haven't seen that yet but I, yeah, I would imagine I mean the cast I'm I'm not saying the the you know, the cast itself yeah I'm saying the the performances top to bottom in Django Unchained yeah were just out of this world no I, I absolutely agree um, and. I mean, I, I and again, I, I think you know we, we both talked about this on the last podcast uh, during our Oscar preview. I, I think Django was was the best movie of the year with with Argo uh, mm-hmm. closely behind. Yeah. Um, well, let's uh, let's move on from 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 Oscars to to something we talked a little bit about at the top of the show. It is this has been a crazy college basketball season. Yeah, March Madness started a couple days early. I, I think it's it's been like March Madness all year. Um, it's been a great season so it, far. It really has. It's um, a curse to be ranked number one. It, in all sincerity, it, it is. You know, heavy is the head that, that wears that wears the number one crown. Uh, That's a Game of Thrones joke, isn't it? It's it's it's, it's a just a, it's, it's a saying. Joke. Yeah. And so I have a question for you right off the bat. Yeah. 
when we have a season like this where there's parity and the number one team loses almost every week, yeah, it's it just like really, you know, you you can't you can't count on one really great team. Yeah, is that what you prefer, or do you prefer a season like you know the ones we've seen in the past where North Carolina, you know, start to finish is you know number one team or you know top three, and they really don't don't fall out of that. Um, Kentucky, some of the years that they've been really good. Illinois, the year that they were really good in like '05. Which is I, one team kind of just running yeah. away with it. So you know, I, I think I think one of the great things about college basketball, and, and I think you see this in college basketball more than any other sport, pro or or college, is that in the beauty of it is in any given game, any team can beat any other team, right? So Penn State, who was zero and fourteen in the Big Ten this year, could beat Michigan tonight, right? It, it's just, and, and and you know what? Like like people are shocked, but. At the same time, it's like, look, it's it's a Big Ten game, right? It was a home game for Penn State. And the Big Ten's been really tough. I yeah. mean, like, you just saw the worst team in the Big Ten beat the number four team. Yeah, beat be, 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 be the tied for, for second uh, best team in the Big Ten. Yeah. Right? So I, I, th- I think when, when you have that level of parity and it makes every game, you know, we're a, a team like – you know, a team like Indiana going into Minnesota last night, they can't slouch. They have to bring their A game every single day. Um, I think it, I think it makes college basketball fantastic. And you know, and I, I I didn't grow up with a huge college basketball background, um, but it, it 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 makes it it makes it something that that's very easy to get into. And that's kind of you know, I feel like a lot of casual college basketball fans they they really just care about the tournament. And the tournament yeah. is a great way to pull casual people in because everybody fills out a bracket. It's a cultural thing. And then you have your teams that you root for. Um and in the tournament you see the same thing where you see anybody, you know, upsets happen. Um I don't remember if it was last year or a couple of years ago that we had kind of all I guess it wasn't last year where we had like all number 1 seeds and number 2 seeds in the I guess it wasn't I don't know it was a couple years ago I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember which year it was where we had a lot of chalk going and it was a lot of the top teams making it uh, and that's you know when you see when you see a team like VCU make the final four or George Mason a couple years ago and you see just an unpredictable team come out of nowhere it's really what makes college basketball great and now you're starting to see that so much in the regular season where there's parity and there's any night of the week there's some some upset going on. Uh, it's, it's just great. I'd, I'd love to see the splits, um, home home court winning advantage in college basketball versus college football. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see which has a bigger home court advantage. It, do you think it's college basketball? Just off the top of your head, you know, I, I think it's 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 one of those things. Obviously, the sample size. You know, you're only playing what five or six. Uh, you know, you're probably actually playing. You're, I mean, you're playing about six home games, may, maybe five home games every every year. If, if you're in, if you're, uh, you know, in, in college football, you know, you know, obviously you're playing what fifteen or sixteen, you know, in, yeah, col- in like college that. basketball. Um, you know, look, you, you look at you look at your your home schedule for <laughs> for, for Michigan State for for this for upcoming football. year, yeah, right. And I mean, you should be able to do pretty well. Right. Okay. I. You guys have Michigan. That's our only good home game. Our second. Yeah. Our, our second best home game is against South Florida this yeah, year. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, I. I think that. Yeah. I. Mean, I, I would be. I would be curious to see the same thing. Um, it's. It's been a fantastic basketball season. I, I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing how it's going to end up. Yeah. I think and, everybody is. And as you alluded to, uh, Indiana, the number one team, did go down last night. So it's been a really crazy couple of days for the Big Ten with Indiana losing yesterday. 
uh, Michigan losing today. Um, and we almost saw the number seven team, Georgetown, go down. They went to double overtime with uh, against with UConn. UConn. Um, so we're seeing we're seeing it getting getting crazy, and it's just going to keep getting crazier as we head into conference tournaments. Yeah, uh, which is always a great time of year. Uh, so it looks like now that Indiana lost, the number one team is going to be Gonzaga. And I have just I usually like the small schools, the small teams. Yeah. This year, I am not impressed with Gonzaga. They've, they, re, I mean, yes, they have the best record. I think they've only lost two games. Yeah, but I feel like they haven't played anybody. They haven't beaten anybody. There are, I mean, their RPIs just one below Michigan State. Their RPIs ten. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, the computers, sta- sta- computers sta- like you them. know, states is is nine. Um, you know. I mean, look, I, I can't pretend to have watched a lot of Gonzaga games this year. Um, but, you know, with, with that being said, I, I think, you know, look, it frankly doesn't matter if they're number one because odds are they're going to get beat by somebody. Right. I, mean, I think they have BYU this weekend, I believe. Uh, they do a BYU who, who I mean, they, they've they've won twenty games themselves. Yeah, I mean that's that they're at BYU, and that's... Uh, and, and then and then they they play. I think they have one more game against uh, Portland. So I mean, look, if if they win at BYU, they should be able to you know they should be able to beat Portland, who who has a a very bad record. You know, look, I mean they they, they could very well finish up, uh, you know, number one. Um, but but again, I you know I almost think to some extent it, it's going to be such a crapshoot when it comes to when it comes to this tournament. Um, you know who who knows? It, it's I mean this entire season has been built on on uncertainty and on just and, and the unpredictable. And I think you're going to see see more and more of that this year. Yeah, there's just not. I mean, I think Indiana is probably your Argo, your most complete. Yeah, team, your most complete pitcher, but that doesn't mean any. I mean, no. And and and, and look, you look at Gonzaga's schedule. They've only beat one top twenty-five team. They barely beat o- Okie State. They did beat Oklahoma pretty bad though, and I think Oklahoma hasn't had a bad season. Um, yeah, but they're not a top twenty-five team. No, but they were at one point. Sure, but you know they lost to Illinois and they lost to Butler. Yeah, and, and, and I, I was and trying I think, to remember if they lost to Illinois or they beat Illinois. Yeah, and, and and I think that's like I'm looking at their schedule right now. They haven't played any other top 25 teams. No. And, right. And that's what I've been saying is my problem with Florida, too. And Florida actually lost last night to Tennessee, I believe. Hmm. Uh, my problem with Florida is they also haven't played anybody. And it's, it's fine if you're going to coast the regular season. But the the tournament is going to have such talent. And if yeah. you're not used to playing that talent, you could be in for a surprise. So, you know, I don't, it'll be interesting to see if Gonzaga is number one for the first time in their, their history. And if they yeah. can close – if they close out the season, they're – they might be the number one overall seed in the tournament, which would be unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Mark Few, great coach. I- exactly. Um, well, let's 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 bring it back a little bit closer to home. Um, you know, you you your your uh, Michigan State Spartans have a, a huge game coming up on Sunday, uh, second game against against Michigan. Um, yeah, the, the the Big Ten is just absolutely insane this year. You know how are you? How are you? How how are you feeling? And and how do you see the Big Ten kind of shaking out? It's going to be interesting because I believe that Indiana is now only a game ahead of us, if I'm correct. And I don't remember if Indi- if we've gonna, we're going to play the same amount of games. But Indiana's got a tough stretch. Indiana has 
Michigan and Ohio State left. Yeah. We have Michigan, Wisconsin, and Northwestern left. Yeah. So if we can win all three of those games and Indiana loses one, I think we would share for the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's definitely doable, but you never know. I mean, Wisconsin is playing really well. They're a dangerous team. This game at, at Michigan is going to be – I mean, we're not going to smoke them like we did the first time, I don't think. No. Not I, in their home. I, I, not I mean, after coming off a bad loss. They're going to be fired up to playoffs. I mean, I mean look, it, it is absurd that, that Michigan State is playing – you know, you're you're playing four top twenty teams in a row. Yeah, right. Indiana, Ohio State, Michigan, and Wisconsin, um, and Northwestern, who always seems to do that to somebody. Yeah, I was going to say in, in a in a scrappy Northwestern team every year they do it, and I don't think they've done it yet this year. I don't think that they've had that that signature upset win. I think they almost beat Ohio State, um, but they haven't they haven't done that yet. So it's. The Big Ten is okay, walk, and then get you know, then you get into the Big Ten tournament, um, a tournament Tom Izzo doesn't usually stress to win a lot. We won it last yeah. year, uh, and it's fun to see them win that. But the real tournament is the one the following week. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. This might be the year that the Big Ten tournament might be won by a team like Minnesota. Yeah, because the, the top teams have all beat each other up so much. A team might get hot in the tournament. A team like Minnesota or Illinois. Um, could very easily win the Big Ten tournament. I could see that. Very, very, very true. Well, let's um, let's move on. You know, if if you've been if you've been watching ESPN lately, uh, you've been seeing an insane amount of uh, NFL Combine coverage. You know, it, it's it's really interesting to me. I I really feel like like ESPN puts more stock in the NFL than any other sport. I don't understand why because they 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 do, and yes. I guess it must be because it's the most popular ratings wise. I mean, undoubtedly, like like it's it's not an arbitrary decision where it's like, uh, oh, we're we're gonna make you know we're gonna make football, you know, our, our most popular sport because we kind of feel it. But they only have the rights to one NFL game a week. Yeah, and I find that I find that surprising that you know they 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 promote NBA a lot because they show so many NBA games. Yeah, they don't promote college basketball as much as you would think, and they have college basketball on almost every night. Yeah, I also don't feel like they really promote. Um. Well, I mean, look, I, I, it'll be interesting. You know, I, I feel like it's been a year and a half since since we've we've seen baseball. But I, I mean, I, I feel like they're really not talking about spring training the same way they're talking about the NFL Combine. Yeah, um, that's true. I wonder. I well, guess just football is just so popular. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, look at how many football shows they have. Yeah. I think they have at least two NFL specific shows. If I'm not mistaken. Wait, I mean they have NFL Live, and then I, and then they have that NFL 32 show. Yeah, where I think the gimmick is that they go through every every team, which is actually I think that's a really cool idea for a show. Yeah, because if you're a Chiefs fan, like you never hear oh, today you hear on the Chiefs, but yeah. generally you don't. If, you if don't you're, hear if about you're the a Chargers fan, or if you're if you're a Raiders fan, like like the only time you heard about those teams is is when somebody's getting fired, right? Um, well, well, let's well, let's go back to the combine here. You know, so so obviously, I, I feel like both of us are are somewhat skeptical of the coverage, um, but you know, let, let's let's actually talk a bit about what what actually goes on there. Um, you know, a, a lot of measuring, a lot of poking and prodding of these guys. You know. Do you, do you want your NFL team really putting a lot of stock in, in, into the combine? Is this something? Do you when, when it comes time for for draft day next month or in in a little over a month? Do you, I mean, do you want do you want your NFL team, um, you know, drafting based on the combine? 
I don't know because my thing is is for me, I'm not a football coach, so it's really hard for me to hear, oh, this person ran a four three forty. Yeah, and be like, and kind of I understand that's fast, but it's like you hear like four two is really good, and then you hear like four four, and you're like, oh, four four. I, I don't. I, that the stats don't. It doesn't doesn't register with me. Yeah, and, and and look like you know to have guys basically wearing, you know, minimal Under Armour and and you know running out of a block, mm-hmm. um, with with no pads on and not you know, and not really being chased. We're not chasing after somebody. Like I don't. You know, So you know, ESPN has done dozens of segments at this point about Manti Teo's forty time. Right, he ran a four eight forty. He's going to rerun it during his pro day um, at Notre Dame. I mean, Manti Teo is he going to take over kind of the Tebow coverage? Yes, when he's in the NFL. Yes, like is he going to be the backup linebacker for the Chargers or whatever? See, see this thing. I don't. I don't think he's going to be the backup linebacker. I mean, you're you're already starting to see. So, so Mark May from ESPN, who who does. Their, their college, for those of you at home who don't know who, don't know who Mark May is, he, he's one of their, their college football analysts. Um, you know, he he said if if um, if, if any team, and, I, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm pretty sure he said, you know, if, if any team drafts Tao in the first round, their GM should be fired. Um, you know, it said so, to so Sports Center interview, interviewed him this morning. He said, look, if, if you look at the tape of the Alabama game, um, I think that's and, the and, most glaring and, thing. And, and the but but this is the thing though. You're talking about one game, right? You're talking about one game compared to three years, where where, where Manti Teo was was the star linebacker at Notre Dame, right? You look at that Michigan game. You look at that Michigan State. You look at, at, at multiple Michigan and Michigan State games. You look at big rivalry games where he showed up. Yeah. All right. I mean, there was a reason why his name was in was was in the Heisman talk because he had a great year all right so so this this talk that look it's great that mark may found a dvd of one game and watched it you know what nobody from nobody with a gold helmet on in that game was able to do shit there wasn't anybody who, who looked at, at at all college football ready but you know what though a lot of those guys are going to go to the nfl and they're going to play well all right so like look it, it, it's it's one of those things he proved himself at, at Notre Dame. Um, he may be the dumbest person on the face of the planet. Yeah, but the the, the guy can still play football. And, and here's here's my problem with it. And you've obviously watched him a lot more than I have. Yeah, I haven't watched that many of his games. And you know, it's it's again like some of the some of the stats are hard for me to kind of quantify what that means to the game. Yeah. But what I do see is I see a guy who struggled against Alabama teams or Alabama team. Which Alabama is always getting these guys that are basically NFL players. Their team is basically an NFL team. I, you know, they I, I, I the, don't, I games. don't buy that argument because look, Michigan State is going to send guys to the NFL. Not the amount that Alabama is going to send. I, I don't buy that argument. Every single player, Notre Dame was just outclassed. I, I think predominantly coaching wise, and look, like they, they, that was not a team that was ready for the big stage. They were not ready. But they'd four. played on the big stage four other times that year. Not as big as the national championship. But you can't tell me that, that Stanford or that Oklahoma game were not nearly as big of stages as that national championship game. Okay, and Manti Teo played great in all of those games. Yeah. And what I'm saying is the talent level that he went up against against Alabama. I learned this when we played Alabama in our bowl game. Alabama is 
worlds ahead. The athletes I, they get are worlds I, ahead I just, of other college, I just think, college football teams. I, I, I just think to, to say that that, that, that basically and, and look, you know, like I understand that, that Alabama has, you know, I mean, they're, they're a national title machine right now, right? They they are your your mighty ducks. They're the hawks for mighty ducks to your your contemporary college football. But 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 to to take one game to take what I think was an outlier game for for Manti Teo and a lot of those Notre Dame players, okay, and to completely wipe out everything that we saw for for three years, especially in a draft class where there's not a whole lot of talent. That's true. I will say that that is true. There's not a lot of talent in this draft class, but I just think that the, that performance combined with his poor performance in the combine and showing up. I think I, I heard that he showed up 20 pounds lighter than yeah. he was. Yeah. Um, and the, the character stuff going around with the, I mean, you, this whole Linnea Kikoa thing, like fine. Then he's, he's the dumbest person ever. Do you want to draft the dumbest person ever? I mean, I, I, I will say this, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, <laughs> when, when you have guys and I don't know, like Peter Wark, the, the former Florida state, and and Cincinnati Bagels wide receiver was was the first player that came to mind. Look, did did Manti Teo fall for a hoax? Eh, it, it it looks like he did, mm-hmm. right? And, and you know we haven't really we haven't really touched on this issue because it kind of died. Um, yeah, he's got good PR people that figured out how to bury that pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, he he they did a phenomenal job. Um. But look, there are a lot of guys who actually break laws. Yeah, right. No, and I, that that is definitely. I true. mean, the, like, the, the the left the, the left tackle for my NFL team, the Chicago Bears, today was arrested on marijuana possession. Okay, man, you got to go to you got to go to Washington or Colorado or Vancouver. I know, seriously, Amsterdam. There's lots of places for you. Chicago, not the one. I know, but I mean, look, like, but you know what? I guarantee you, he's going to start until he blows out his ACL this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, you know, who knows? Manti Teo could come out and be amazing, and like he, he did really show up against Michigan State. And yeah. the games that I've seen him, he did play very well. He also, you know, like you said earlier, small sample size in college football. One bad game in college football is worth a whole lot more games in college basketball. Yeah, and and look, I mean, it, it's I, I think it's it's one of those things where. I mean to be completely honest with you, I, I think I think what, what Teo needs, um, and and then let's let's move on from this because I'm already getting sick of, <laughs> yeah, of, of talking about this. I mean I, I I think what Teo needs is is not to end up with a team where frankly they're going to be relying on him, but let's go to a team like the Bears where you have somebody like a Brian Urlacher that you can learn under, right? Or or, or you know go to a team like the Patriots. Where, where where you've got a, a coach that can kind of mold you into a into a better leader and a better man, and and who can absorb the impact of the incoming media scrutiny, right? If he goes to a team like the Jets, which I don't I don't think he would, it would be an absolute disaster. If he goes to a team like the Dolphins or like the Bengals. If he goes to a team like that where where he's going to be kind of the, the biggest star in, in the room. I don't think he's going to be be able to handle it. He needs to go to a place where he's kind of buried. He can he can bulk back up, which I think he'll be able to do. 
he, and he could focus on being a football player. I'd love to see him go to Seattle. I'd like to see what Pete Carroll can do coaching him. Pete Carroll's, you know. That'd be a little awkward, but. Yeah, I mean, not really, though. I'm, I think they both probably would get past that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure the millions of dollars would probably do something yeah. about that. You know, or, you know, or a, a team like Pittsburgh, right? I, th- I think a team like Pittsburgh would, would, be, would be really great for him. Basically just not the Jets. Not, the not, 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 not the Jets or definitely the Lions. Yeah. Since they have, like, the number five pick. Yeah. And I could see them doing that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, well, what, one last thing on on the NFL Combine. So what, let's, what, let's step into our pretend machines here. If you were a big-name college prospect, let's, let's say that you were, I don't know, whatever position you'd want to be coming out of Michigan State. Uh, punter. Punter. It's, you are – you're like – Hunter the Hunter the punter. Yeah, you're, you're Hunter the punter. You are <laughs> – you're like, you're like a, an inside the 20 machine, right? And, and and you're, you know, you just finished your third year. You're ready to cash in. You're like, you know what? Screw you, degree. Make it rain, baby. I I'm I'm gonna make it rain NFL dollars. Would you participate in the combine? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I don't know. I I think so. I think I think by not participating, this is like the first year I can really remember guys refusing to participate. I I feel like it happens a lot because this is the thing. A lot of the big name. Um, College prospects will have their own pro days, right? So like Taylor's got to have his own pro day, mm-hmm. and I mean, look, you know, you're you're in more of a comfort zone, you know, that you usually do it at your at your college, right? You know, the, the receivers that you're throwing to are kind of your guys. Like you bring in your guys if you're a quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, you're or a punter, yeah, showing your fake field or your fake punting, yeah, abilities. exactly. So I, you know, I I, I just. I, I really don't like these, oh, you know, we're, we're going to take one run mm-hmm. from, from the 40 or one jump for the vert, and, like, we're going to use that as kind of the end-all, be-all measurables. These guys play a lot of games, right? Look, I, you know, I don't, I don't need to see, um, you know, I don't, need to see, I don't need to see Megatron jump once, you know, in, in, a, in a combine to know – he can jump high. I saw him decimate the Notre Dame secondary when he was at Georgia Tech, right? So, yeah, and and you know, like you said, one jump, one run in an Under Armour yeah. T-shirt is a lot different than in pads with guys coming after you. Exactly. Um, but Hunter the punter is going to have a great rookie year. F- fantastic rookie year. Now, now, w- let's move on. We're moving on to our, our to everyone's favorite segment. It's time for mixed case. Does does Hunter the punter have? Is he like like an ex boyfriend of of downtown Abbey? Like was no. this was was this like a um, you know it, it was something like they kind of dated? In I think college. they they like met on like Twitter and they tweeted at each other, but they never really progressed past that. You know, maybe maybe like a dirty picture direct message or something. Okay. A Snapchat, maybe. Ooh, okay. Get, get, getting a little, getting what, what, what the kids are talking about yeah. these days. Snapchat. Fascinating. Um, Fascinating. Yeah, but, you know, downtown Abby, she's she's been hanging out, and uh, how about downtown Abby? Well, um, I, I don't know if we talked about this, uh, so I think, I think we may have talked about this on the Oscar podcast, did we? I don't even remember. So, uh, downtown Abby's done for, for, for the season. Was there another episode last Sunday? Or no, like, no, it, it was the season finale. I think a couple of weeks ago now. So when the big, you know, 
spoilery thing that I know happened at the end of that huge episode. Was that the season finale or was that the week before? That, that was the season finale. That was, so yeah. that's how it ended. Yeah. Yes, Man. yes. So, so the season ended with, with like, like a second main character in like five weeks basically dying off. Uh, um, it is, is it coming back in like a year? Is I think it's coming back in the fall. Oh, with wow. with, with with a with a black character. Ooh, yeah. Nice. G- g- getting getting is progressive. It, is it played by Billy Crystal? No, <laughs> no. no. All right. Um, it, it's actually it, it's it's really fascinating because it it seems like what season four is going to be is they they did a lot of touching upon kind of this you know look i mean a, a lot of the the focus of the show is this this kind of old school you know royal royal-esque family dealing with modernity and it looks like they're going to go all in on that mm-hmm. i mean they're they're in the they're in the 20s now the roaring 20s are happening oh nice it's, it's gonna be like a great gatsby tie-in yeah yeah exactly nice. Um, so, so that that's what's happening on on Downton. Uh, there won't be any more Downton updates until until the season starts again. And unfortunately, Downtown Abbey, yeah, was um, going for a run. Yeah, she wanted to burn off the Chipotle she had earlier. She ran past Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, and was like, you know, I'm like three blocks away from my house. I think I deserve a glazed sensation. Ooh. So she tried to cross the the road. Yeah. To get to Dunkin' Donuts. Got hit by a 1920s car. What? Yeah. Hit her head, and she's in a coma until September. Yeah. No, 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 no. Is, this, is that one of the cars that you, like, you hit the horn and it goes, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, that for a bagel or a donut. A donut. <laughs> yeah. And, also, I think. Like I think I might tell Siri on my iPhone to start calling me Glay Sensation. <laughs> Glay Sensation. Yeah, she, that was actually, you know, I think maybe that was Hunter the Punter's Twitter handle. Nice, <laughs> and that's why she really wanted the Glay Sensation. Well, it's it's a Wednesday. It's a Survivor night for you. What do you go ahead and give us a little Survivor update? So for the first time in a long time, first time, long time, yeah. we had a tie at Tribal Council tonight of Survivor. Um, there was a three-way tie, a three-three-three three-way three, three, three tie. <laughs> not suitable for pod. Yeah, it, not safe for work. Um, and unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, Hope was voted out. She was the tall, good-looking um, something named Hope. I don't I think she was probably a model, I'm yeah. guessing, or an actress or something. Uh, it's unfortunate, but she was on the wrong side of the alliance. This guy, Shamar, this big guy, um, on Twitter, they're actually calling him Shamu. And he uh, too, too he is well, he's just a real piece of work, a real jerk. Um, not showing the favorites as much this this week. Showing showing the fans a lot because they lost the pretty good immunity challenge. Um, all around a good episode. Um, I've started doing fantasy Survivor with a a couple people who listen to the Survivor podcast I listen to, um, and so that makes me a little bit more invested in it. I had hope with all of my points this week. So uh, I got full points for Hope, but nice. so did almost everybody in my fantasy league. Um, and you know, Hope, if you if you need something to do, you're welcome to come on the podcast if you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's there's no hope with dope. <laughs> and him moving moving on. Um, so you 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 put this on the rundown. Um, we 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 talked a little bit about this last night. Uh, so Yahoo has a new telecommuting policy. Yeah, and it's no telecommuting. Huh. An internet company is saying you cannot use the internet to work remotely to work at Yahoo. 
Uh, what do you think about this? How would you feel if you were a Yahoo employee? Um, Besides the fact that you're on a sinking ship. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, I still use their fantasy baseball that's, services. That's all they have. That Yahoo Fantasy Sports are fantastic. They really are the best. But is there anything else Yahoo is good for? Um, Besides, so, like, accidentally going to Yahoo when you meant to go to, you know, when you, like, click search something, it takes you to Yahoo instead of Google, and you're like... No, no, that, that, that never happens. I mean, I'm I'm on Yahoo's homepage for the first time in forever. They really try to do the trending topics thing. They But, like, if I want to see trending topics, there's a couple other places I'll look. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I'll just pull up TweetDeck. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not... It, it's it's really nothing that, that I'm really... Uh, you know, I'm really kind of yearning for. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, look, I, I'm a big fan of telecommuting. I, I, th- I think that that you know, more and more, you're going to see things like Google Plus kind of evolve into in, into to something that I, I think a lot more professionals are going to use. Um. You know, you can use. I mean, you can use GoToMeeting. Like, you can use webinars. There's so many reasons that you don't really need to be in the same room yeah. as somebody to work anymore. I, I mean, beyond beyond the fact that, you know, especially if, if you, you know, if you're working for a consulting firm or something like that, I mean, look, you know, you, you, you can save overhead. Yeah. Right? Um, and, 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 you know, and there are, you know, there are services where you, you can basically rent office space. It, I've know, seen a lot of those for nonprofits that are really cool, too. Yeah. It'll be a lot of, it'll, all these people working for different nonprofits working in kind of a, a hub, a cubicle area. Yeah. And I think that's really cool because that's a great way to meet other people working for other nonprofits, other organizations. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same thing with like political consulting and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I had a I had a meeting at, at a consulting a political consulting firm earlier this week, and it was there was like three or four consulting firms in that same office space. Yeah. And that when I first started in DC, I was in an office like that where there were lots of little organizations on a big floor. Um, I met tons of people working for all these different organizations. I have a lot of professional connections and friends that I met through there. Yeah. Um, that w- none of them were working for the organization I worked for. So I think it. I think it's great. I, I think it's interesting that they're saying no telecommuting because, you know, when I'm telecommuting, well, and when I'm in the office, what kinds of services are I, am I using to com- to telecommute in? Google services. Yeah. They're probably like, oh, you're using Google Docs too much. We need you guys in the office. Yeah. Well, and, and I was going to say, I mean, like. Uh, like, like how how awkward is it for like the people at Yahoo to be using like because I'm guessing they're kind of mandated to use Yahoo Chat. I'm assuming that Yahoo does have a chat feature. I think it's a chat feature or like their mail. Like I haven't used Yahoo Mail in a while, but I, there's no way it's as is like Google Mail. You can use for work. I can't see Yahoo Mail being like good enough to use for work. I, I feel like I feel like if if somebody I only know one person who. Who has like a Yahoo account, and she's she's great. She's kind of quirky, and it's like okay, what like 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 it like it's it kind of makes quirk. sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, but like if if somebody like handed you a business card, it was like oh yeah, it's you know it's like Zach Brooks or it's it's Anthony P D'Angelo at, at Yahoo.com. Like yeah, Yahoo. At least it's not a Hotmail account, I guess. Yeah. Oh, oh, so true. And I just don't understand how Yahoo can do fantasy so well. And there's, I mean, there's sports also. They break a lot of stories. And, and they actually, and their their political coverage is, is, is like they actually have good political reporters too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I just I do not. I I don't get it. Yeah, and they have pop ups that make noise apparently too. <laughs> <laughs> Pop up video. Um, 
Well, you know, if you work for Yahoo, I'm sorry you can't telecommute anymore, but you're probably making decent money, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, you're not working in a salt mine. No. So, so uh, you know, go, go into the office and steal some office supplies like yeah. everyone else. Uh, so from one sinking ship to another. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, look at that. that that's that's the that's that's the professional. Uh, that's that's the professionalism you get here at the Natty Bros. The professional uh, professionality that you get yes. on the Natty Bros. podcast. Tosses and teases, folks. Yeah. Um, Titanic two. How excited are you? Oh, God. No, I thought I thought the old woman died at the end. Isn't that? Isn't that what happens? Yeah, so did Leo, but he's going to be replaced by the new Leonardo DiCaprio, the biggest up-and-coming respected actor in Hollywood. The Rock. The second biggest, most respected <laughs> actor in Hollywood, Ryan Gosling. Oh, my goodness. Well, we, So we're actually talking about a ship, and, and the background noise was uh, – I, I just pulled up an article about Titanic 2 because I, I actually haven't read anything about it. Uh, but an Australian billionaire – uh, it's going <laughs> to sail across the Atlantic in 2016. Just why? If you are in whatever country they're starting in, would you get on a boat called the Titanic? Two? Like, really? Are you going to are you going to press your luck? <laughs> Titanic to Titanic. Titan- Titaniker? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I- Tit- Titanic to ti- um, fast. Titanic Furious, <laughs> something. You know, look. I, I guess. I guess last time, like a hundred, like seven hundred people were saved. Like if it goes down, like I'm sure they could save more. It's 2013 for crying yeah, out but loud. They just had that issue with a freaking cruise liner, like 60 miles outside of Alabama, that they couldn't like. <laughs> they couldn't keep people from like Pooping shitting on the walls. At least according to Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, look, I've. I've never been on a cruise ship, but um, I, I guess I guess wall defecation is kind of a big part of the cruise experience. It's only good in like the the teen club. It's cool in there, yeah, but otherwise not at all. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm sure it's going to be ridiculously expensive. I'm sure it, it'll be the butt of many joke. Yeah, but I'm actually kind of already sick of Titanic jokes that haven't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also, I'm also really excited for like the person on my Facebook feed who like next week shares this article. He's like, oh look, they're they're selling the Titanic. Uh, Missing the boat in more ways than one. Get get ready, folks. Um, well, let's uh, let's let's go from. I don't know. I I, I wrote a have a, a a good transition from from Titanic from sea to feet. Sea feet. Hashtag sea feet. So this Saturday, it's the start of the uh, the MLS season, the Major League Soccer this season. Saturday? It's the second, yeah. But it's not the DC United home opener. That's no, D- yeah, DC United home opener is on on the ninth. Okay. Um, be your. Phew. It'll be your your first uh, your first soccer game. Since I was in fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> so th- that's that's very exciting. Um, so so one of the things you know, look. It, you know, we, th- there are there are a million other podcasts that that'll break down uh, the start of the MLS season. Uh, there are, you know, a, a million podcasts for each individual MLS team. Um, but you know, c- kind of what I wanted to talk about uh, relatively briefly is, in total, there are going to be eighty-seven games uh, broadcast nationally uh, of of MLS. Uh, now, you know, obviously, uh, you know, if if you have if you have ESPN two, if you have Fox Soccer, or if you have BN Sport, I mean, 
there are I mean there, there are there are two dedicated um, soccer channels now um, and 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 uh, NBC Sports is going to be taking I, I think NBC Sports got the rights to, to EPL to the English Premier League so so a lot more people will will be watching that as well but 87 MLS games um, with with actually uh, about 10 on on, on ESPN one. Um, starting starting in the in the summer and then going through the fall, um, and and quite a few on ESPN two as well. I, I guess my question is, as as someone who isn't really much of a soccer fan, and and look, you know, we're going into the 18th season of MLS. You know, that's it. Huh? That, that's it, hmm. right? Um, you know, th- this is this is a league that, you know, there there were there were other uh, American soccer leagues that came before. None have lasted this long, um, you know. And obviously, you know, you're, you're starting to see. Um, I mean, look, you, you, you've seen tremendous growth in, in MLS in the last in the last five ten years. Um, the, the fact that there are so many games on on live national television um, does this make you does this make you any more inclined to either watch games or to get more into MLS? And do you think it makes people in general any more inclined? Because I, I do remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the previous soccer conversations that we had, either on or off air, you did, you did bring up the, the point of you don't think that it's it's really ever on television. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it's cool that there's more games nationally televised. Um, and I, I'm sure I will watch more MLS games this year than I have before. A, because I live with you, and B, because, I mean, it's just going to be on more. Yeah. Um, and so that's great for their growth. But I think as a casual fan, I think what would, you know, I think every sport I've ever gotten into, I haven't gotten into as a casual fan. Yeah. I've gotten into it as a fan of a team. Yeah. The closest, I think, would be when I got into the NFL was more because of my fantasy team than anything else. Um, so I, I, I don't know if I would get into MLS just, like, watching, you know, Houston versus Salt Lake City. Yeah. When I don't really know any of the players, I don't have a rooting interest. I mean, I guess that's one way for me to slowly get into it. But for me, what's what's better is to kind of pick a team and follow them. And sure. That does kind of go against, you know, as I'm as I'm trying to follow EPL a little bit more, I don't have a team there. But I do have multiple friends that have their particular team of EPL that they really like. And what I really like about English Premier League is just I think some of the some of the ways they set up the season um, and the way the league is structured, I think, yeah. is really cool, uh, which isn't what I thought going into it. But I, I feel like you're you're constantly like, oh, like this is going on, and I'm like, wow, that's really different than any other any other league. And I don't get that same impression from MLS. You know, it, it's it's fascinating because I mean, there really is an, an Americanization of the um, of of the structure there, right? You you, you have an Eastern and Western conference in. In MLS, you, 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 whereas in 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 every other uh, country where, where football is played, you you have one table, right? Where where you you, you have a relegation and, and a promotion system. Um, I, I mean, look, you know, we, we have you know we, we have a uh, you know we have a team at DC United right here in DC that made it to the conference finals last year, right? That's won I think four four MLS championships. Um, and in fact, I, I you know look, I mean, the the last the last championship won by a a DC based team was DC United. Huh. I, I mean, I guess I guess I didn't know that, but I forget that. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, and and I I think I think DC 
has more cup wins than, than any other MLS team as well. Um, you know, I mean, look, it's, I think it's one of those things that are, you know, we have a, we have a fantastic team here with, with a lot of rich history. Now, now, granted that rich history goes back 18 years, mm-hmm. but relatively, that, yeah, relatively but, but relatively, rich. right. I mean, you know, you look at it's, you know, there, I think, I think there, there's a lot there to love. I mean, there's also, I mean, look, it, you know, we DC is still one of the, the few cities that does not have a, a soccer specific stadium. Um, you know, the, you know, the, the the team plays at RFK, which holds forty five thousand. Your average soccer specific stadium seats about twenty to twenty four, huh. right? So you you have twenty thousand empty seats that that that, are, that aren't even open for for for, for the games. So it, it it does make it a somewhat somewhat less of a of an experience, but I mean. I, I think one of the things that you'll you'll find in a couple weeks when you go to the game, it is a it is a different fan experience than any other than 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 going to a Nationals game, than going to a Redskins game. Mm-hmm. It, it is a it's it's more like going to a college game. And that's why I think that you know I could get into it if I go to games, if I go to a game and I really like it, or if I start going to more games. I think that would be the way I would get into it, and yeah. the way I would get into MLS is to start following a team. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my issue, and I've talked about it a lot on this podcast with sports, is bandwidth. And especially in the summer when not only do you have baseball almost every night and pretty much two kind of three teams that I, I'll follow. I'll follow the Tigers completely, but yeah. I'll follow the Nats and the Orioles too. Yeah. Um, not only that, but then you have just some – it's nice out in the summer. Like You don't want to be sitting inside watching sports. You know, I'm going to want to be going out and playing Frisbee and doing other things. So there's a lot of competing things for my time. Yeah. And to have MLS at the same time, it'll be interesting to see. And I think with DC United in general, it'll be interesting to see what their attendance is like. Since the Nats are going to be good, like everybody knows the Nats are going to be good this year, is that going to hurt their attendance or might not affect it? Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think that that's a. I, I think one, and I, I think you'll see this. A lot of people that go to MLS games, it's it's a different it's a different dem- demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you see a lot more. You know, a lot more Latino folks there. Um, I, I feel like it's a lot more parents and kids at MLS games that I see. I, I feel like you see more young professionals at Nationals games. Um, it's it's a it's a fun place to see and be seen. You know, That's true. You, you go and grab you know kind of drinks and and dinner there. Um, you know, whereas you you go to DC United games, you see parents and kids with Matt with you know that that have jerseys on. Hmm. Um, so, anyway, we'll talk more about this after we go to uh, the, the home opener against Real Salt Lake. Um, uh, uh, just just touching on on a, on a couple couple other things. Just to if if you are an MLS fan, if you're not an MLS fan, uh, and you you want to kind of pretend like you're you're somewhat. Uh, if you're going you to know, a party, and need something to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Some some things to kind of watch out for this year. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to be talking about. Um, so the LA Galaxy won. Won the the championship last year. Um, it was David Beckham's last game. Uh, I do remember that for for the LA Galaxy, and they won in pretty convincing fashion against uh, Houston. I feel like that wasn't very long ago. No, I feel like it was like during college basketball season. Or am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was not that long ago. I mean, you got to remember too. You know, in in Europe, the the season ends in. They they only get about a month and a half, two months off mm-hmm. in Europe. It, it's really a ten month season, which, which we really don't have here. Yeah. I mean, c- kind of for baseball, where you end in 
in November if, if you win the World Series and then you start back up in in February. But it, it's it's very much a year-round because a lot of these guys do national team stuff mm-hmm. in those two months. Um, and I guess being a worldwide sport, you kind of have those different climates where you can be playing. And Yeah. Now, now for example, in a lot of the northern countries, so like – for like the, the Swedish league and I think in like the Danish league, they have a winter break because you know you can't play outside in, in Sweden. They don't have dome stadiums. Mm-hmm. Um, but but anyway, going back to MLS, uh, so you know a lot of people are going to be talking. You know, we are now in the post Beckham era. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, we, we talked a, a, a you know a few years ago about you know the need to bring in kind of big name players from from outside. Um, you know, we're kind of getting to the point now where you know you're seeing a lot of big name, homegrown players, a lot of a lot of young talent on on these particular teams um, that are also on the U.S. men's national team or on on other national teams that that raise the quality of play and that make watching MLS games more more interesting because the games are better because you have better players on on, on the pitch. Um, still talking about expansion uh, for MLS. Um, MLS really wants a second team in New York. You know, one of the great things that makes um, the EPL and, and other European teams is geographically European countries are so much smaller, right? So look, you, when you have five teams in London, right, of course those rivalries are going to be incredibly intense, right? Be, because, you know, look, you have two two teams in North London. You have Tottenham Hotspur and you have, you have Arsenal. The teams hate each other, right? But, you know... You look at you look at the teams in in MLS. They're thousand you know they're thousands of miles away from each other. So uh, MLS really wants a second team in New York, um, but there are there are some some big money backers that are trying to get a team back in Florida. There used to be a, a, a team um, in. I feel like Florida is an expansion. It's just always every sport, every you know baseball, football, yeah, MLS. I mean even basketball to an extent. It's always like. Oh, we should put a team there, or we should take the team from there. It's it's a weird state for sports. It, it's it, it's it's a horrible sports state. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I mean, there's the city of Orlando and the city of Tampa are really trying to push, and there's still a lot of folks in Miami who are trying to push to get a team back there. Uh, and then finally, Landon Donovan, who is probably the most well known uh, American soccer player. Um, he's th- I think thirty or thirty one. I think he's thirty. And is doing this kind of, do I want to keep playing? Do I not want to play? Uh, he set out the last couple of U.S. men's national team games. So, again, it, it's kind of a fascinating soap opera with him. Is, would he be done for good or just for MLS? He might be done for good. Huh. Um, he's, he's, kind of a, he, he's kind of a weird dude. Um, but he's still one of the best players in, uh, that, that uh, the U.S. has. So... A, a, a lot of lot of interesting storylines. Um, and look, if, if there's something that that you're interested in uh, with with the MLS season uh, getting ready to start, tweet us at Natty Bros. Send us an email, Natty Bros. Podcast at gmail dot com, and uh, let us know. Let us know what you're looking forward to. Yeah, definitely. And with any topic, if there's something you want us to to look into, cover, even if we don't know about it, we'll we'll research it and we'll yeah. talk about it for you. Yeah, we will watch hours upon hours of. Curling two broke girls. <laughs> if you want to hear about two broke girls, what? Speaking of, did you see? Um, do you see the the two chains cameo on on two broke girls? I heard about that. It was 
it was too awkward. Like, <laughs> like with, but with like with the Z, two. yeah, oh, yeah and, no. and and number two, it was horrible. I just, and, and and not and not because two chains did a bad job. Two chains, phenomenal job, but like it was just, and and I I I'd never seen the show before. I guess that's kind of I've its its mo. It. Yeah, it was, it was just awful. Um, I I still the one thing I love about Two Broke Girls, well. It's hard to say I love anything about it. But during the SNL skit where they made fun of the blackout a couple weeks ago, I don't know. Did you see that? No. Oh, that was, so they had um, they had Keenan playing James Brown. I think is that his name, James Brown, the guy on the CBS yeah. football. Yeah. So he was playing him, and every they didn't have anything to talk about during the during the break, and so he just kept being like, "And coming up next, two broke girls <laughs> about two broke girls like it's it, 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 i thought that part was so funny so every time i think about two broke girls i just think about that snl skit there you go so um two broke girls well it's it's time to uh time to close it out time to what, what, what? T- time to finish what, up what, what we got what, in the what, fridge what? time for the chug chug it up um what what start off one one big trade today in the nfl alex smith going to the chiefs for a couple second round picks i think in like a conditional is it next official because i didn't think they could actually make make the trade until like march um i don't know if it's actually gone through, I, I, I think but... it's about as official as it could be until it officially goes through i'm not entirely sure uh i mean it, it it's it's been it's been reported on espn quite a bit today um but so so andy reed the new coach of the chiefs has has Alex Smith? Um, I don't. Good move, bad move. What, what do you think? I mean, I think it's a it's a good move for Alex Smith because he's going to be starting again. Uh, I, it's a good move for the Chiefs. Better, he's a quarterback upgrade from Matt Castle. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's another kind of middle of the road quarterback going to the Chiefs. Well, you know, and they they have they have the first round pick in the draft too. So and they weren't going to draft or, the, or, or, or the that. first pick in the draft. No, and I think I think. I think really what this is is more of an indictment of, um, or not an indictment. It, 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 it's it's more. It, I think it more shows their lack of faith in Geno Smith, the, the quarterback out of out of West Virginia. I don't. I mean, yeah. I... So you, you know, look, you know, I, they'll they'll go, they'll get, they'll get a lineman, they'll get somebody to to make sure that that um, that Alex Smith isn't constantly on his back. So I guess this means that Denard Robinson isn't going to go number one, huh? <laughs> I, I guess not. Surprise, surprise, womp womp. scum fans. Um, so Tom Brady took he like renegotiated his contract. Mm-hmm. They, I feel like they've been talking about it a lot on ESPN, and it's it's just because they don't have anything else to talk about except Michael Jordan these days. Yeah. Um, do you care that he took less money? You know, I I think it's I think it's relevant in in the sense of I mean, first of all. It's not like he took less money. He restructured to make cap room, but he's making more guaranteed money now. I mean, look, he's he's signed through through the age of forty with them. Yeah, right. Um, I really don't. Look, I'm not a Patriots fan. I I think that you know, look, I I I I hope that he stays healthy and, and that that he continues to play well, just because I I think the NFL is more interesting when the Patriots are are, are doing well. But I, I don't really care. I I, I think. I think what what I do care about is is who 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 the Patriots keep and who they bring in because mm. I think that will have you know the rever- the reverberations for that will be more interesting than anything else. And I think you know for him financially, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. Like you said, he's making the same amount of money. It's just kind of a different structure for it. Yeah. And you know if if this allows them to sign one more guy, two more guys 
that put them over the top would win them another Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, the amount of money, I think that other Super Bowl, that, that kind of ups his legendary status even more and, and gets, you know, he'll get more endorsement deals, more post-career deals, so... Uh, and I don't, I don't think he's hurting for cash these days. No, no, I, I don't think so at all. Um, so you, you, you just got a new computer, uh, b- breaking, breaking brews. Yeah. Um, you have Windows eight. Not so great. <laughs> it's kind of all I want to say about it. Like, Windows yeah. eight just really is not, not very good, not smooth. Um, I'm a tech guy, and I feel like I understand technology and software really well. And I still am confused by it. I've read blog posts about it. I just, I I don't get it, you know. I guess it's what you get when you buy a cheap computer and you don't, you know, pipe up for the Macintosh. But Natty Bros isn't making that much money for me these days. (laughs) Um, And then finally, World Baseball Classic starts this week, next week. Are you interested? No, not at all. And and I, you know, you know I love baseball, but I, I just, I can't. I can't get into it. I watched it a couple years ago, um, and I don't know if it's been on since then. I haven't followed it. I feel like if I didn't have a job, I would like it. Like if I could watch it during the day, I would like it. Yeah. Um, I think it's 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 kind of cool to, to root for your country. So I'm I'm, I'm alright with that. I'm going to throw one last chart guide at you. Um, do it. So again, it's it's uh, it's Wednesday night. Steph Curry from the Golden State Warriors uh, just put up uh, a NBA season high 54 points against the Knicks. Wow. Um, and now the Knicks still won. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Curry was eleven for thirteen from from three point from uh, three point range. Is is Steph Curry the most underrated player in the NBA? Huh. Um. I don't know. I feel like he's talked about a lot, but he. I mean, he's. There's a lot of guys in the NBA that can just at any given night score fifty, sixty points. Fifty four points is a lot. Um. So it's great for him. But um, I don't know if I would say the most underrated player just yet. Yeah. You know. I. I don't. I, I feel like you know he's one of those guys where if he played on, you know a, a bigger a bigger team, uh, you know I, I think you'd hear a lot more about him. I feel like I feel like the Warriors are, are one of those teams that they're always that late game, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously because they're they're out uh, they're out west, um, but I feel like they're the late game much more than, um, you know, than, than the Lake Show. It's like or, it's or like a it's are. a rotating group of like the Warriors. The Clippers, the Suns, and the Jazz that are kind of all on that that nine ten o'clock ESPN yeah. TNT spot. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm I'm looking at their next five games, and they have a seven seven thirty. Well, they're they're on an East Coast swing right now, but then I mean, all their games at home <coughs> are are ten thirty. And I kind of like that because it's like you know late at night, you got nothing else to do. You'll throw on the game and watch the first half before you go to bed. Yeah. Um, he also scored 54 points with David Lee suspended for that big fight um, with that, Roy Hibbert. That's right. So, you know, it's, it's interesting that he did that with one of his main offensive options off the off the court. Yeah. Um, good for him. I, I, I liked him in college. He was great in college. And, yeah. Um, glad he's panning out in the NBA. Yeah. And uh, Tyson Chandler, 28 rebounds. Tyson Chandler is the most underrated player in the NBA. Yeah. I, I, the, I can see that. The Mavericks got rid of him after they lost their champ- won the championship. Yeah. Haven't done anything since. And he he brings there are like I just said there are a lot of guys in the NBA who on any given night can score 30, 40, 50 points. Yeah, there are not that many guys that can get twenty eight rebounds and sixteen points. Yeah, and sixteen points. And too. LeBron had a monster performance last night too. He had forty yeah. points, eight rebounds, and sixteen assists. I believe it was. Jeez. Granted, it was a double overtime game, so, but but still, that, I mean that's... that is that is almost a monster triple double. Yeah. Um, it, 
you know, it's, it, it, there's a lot of really talented guys in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's close it out. It's time for our, our, our beer of the week. Go for it. Um, well, mine is so we we did a little little Trader Joe's shopping uh, last week, um, and I I decided to get some of their their cheap canned beer, uh, the Simpler Times Lager. Uh, yeah, for for you know three ninety nine for a sixer, it was pretty damn good. It's also I think it's like I think it's like a six. It's six point two percent. Yeah, right. Get you drunk. <laughs> yeah. So you know we're we're not talking about we're not talking about you know no no MGD sixty four which is like a three point two percent. Right. I mean this is it's it's a solid beer. And at three ninety nine a six pack, I might be making another uh, another uh, Trader Joe's run uh, th- this week. Well, this segment is not called Wine of the Week, so I'm not going to give you my Wine of the Week. But I did also go to Trader Joe's with you that day, and I bought a couple bottles of white two buck truck. <laughs> Delicious. Now it's not really two bucks anymore. It's actually three bucks. You know, thanks thanks a lot for the, the comment. Obama. Energy. Yeah, thanks Obama. But uh, three buck three buck truck is pretty solid. My beer of the week, uh, we went to RFD. If you've never been to RFD and you live in the D.C. area, you've probably been to RFD. Yeah, uh, but they have a ton of beers on tap. And um, I had a Stone Pale Ale. Uh, it was pretty solid. I recommend that. Yeah. I also had some good beers tonight. Check us out on Untapped so you can follow what beers we're drinking. And then you, too, can can check into some simpler times with the Natty Bros. Exactly. Well, and... And with that, uh, again, thank you so much for, for joining us. Subscribe on iTunes. Uh, tweet at us, at Natty Bros. Um, Visit our website, nattybros.com. Find us on Vine. Find us on Untapped. Yeah. Find us anywhere. Exactly. At our house. Yeah. If you know where we live. Yeah. Or, or, or not, because that's kind of weird. Yeah. And for, uh, for Zach Brooks, I'm Anthony D'Angelo. Have yourself a glazed sensation. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> <laughs>